0: Good evening, and welcome to Top Growth. I am Deborah Penta, and in this episode, we welcome Chick-fil-A owner and operator Mike Lawson for a conversation of what led to the establishment of Central Massachusetts' very first Chick-fil-A, its entry into the regional market, and the significant growth and expansion that the franchise is having here in the Northeast. As one of the nation's largest fast food chains, the company operates nearly 2,500 restaurants worldwide. And in the fall of 2014, Mike Lawson, who is a Clark University graduate, opened the doors to the region's first Chick-fil-A at 286 Turnpike Road in Westboro, with all of the fanfare that goes along with bringing a major brand to a community for the very first time. Brand opening attendees met with the Eat More Chicken Cow and members of the Chick fil A corporate team, numerous dignitaries, elected officials, and both community residents and business professionals were on site. And when the restaurant came to Westboro six years ago, it provided approximately 80 new jobs. And through Mike's leadership, it has integrated itself into the fabric of the community by giving back to schools, nonprofits, and numerous community-spirited endeavors. Today, we will learn more about what it took to build the region's first Chick-fil-A, its philosophy regarding community, how it contributes to the local economy, and what's in store for the future. It is such a pleasure to welcome Mike Lawson to this edition of Top Growth. Mike, it's such a pleasure to welcome you here to Top Growth tonight. And I know our viewers are excited to learn all about your journey um, while you chose a Chick-fil-A establishment um, to build here in Westboro as the first Central Massachusetts Chick-fil-A. And I really am looking forward to taking you down that journey to share with our viewers. So welcome.
1: Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
0: Thank you. We appreciate being here. So you're a Clark graduate. I am. So many amazing talent has come out of Clark over the years and um, a lot of founders and entrepreneurs that have been very noteworthy yes. have come out of Clark so um, yeah
1: I graduated in yeah. 1994 mm-hmm. um, kind of my path to Clark as I grew up in northern Vermont mm-hmm. uh, the first male in my family to go to college and my guidance counselor went to Clark oh. and that's really through speaking with him and learning about his journey and uh, where that path took him that really Got my interest really peaked at Clark. Uh, went to Clark from 90 to 94. Mm-hmm. And um, being the first time away from home it was a great learning experience. Uh, learned a lot about myself. Learned a lot about how to function without mom and dad <laughs> who were very involved in our, in our childhood. And uh, graduated from Clark in 94. Um, at that time, it was my aspiration to, to become uh, an FBI agent. That's where I really wanted to be. So I got into law school and mm-hmm. took a year off between graduating from Clark and going to law school. And in that year, that gap year, I ended up teaching in private schools in the South. So it was a neat journey. I went from going from Northern Vermont, uh, going to Louisiana and Texas for a year. So in my personal growth, uh, learned a lot about being by myself, mm-hmm. uh, learning to work well with others and collaborate and um, really learning how to, to, to really grow as, as a leader. and. Uh, take my personal self to the next level. So it was a great experience. Um, Driving back to Vermont for the summer before going to law school, I stopped in Washington, Mm DC. And uh, my best friend uh, from college, Mike Queenan, was working for John Kerry at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, being an American history and American government major, uh, I was in the right place. So <laughs> I deferred law school, ended up living in Washington, DC for okay. three years. And it was during that time frame that I met my wife, Katie. Um, we decided uh, very quickly, I decided that uh, Katie was the, the one. And after eight months, I proposed and we were married. And uh, family being very important, uh, we decided we wanted to live near family. Mm-hmm. Uh, being from Northern Vermont, uh, there, there wasn't a ton of opportunity in my field at the time. So we made the decision to move to South Alabama. Uh, my wife is from the Mobile area. So it was an in- interesting story being mm-hmm. from Northern Vermont. right? My wife from South Alabama meeting in DC, kind of in the middle. So it was a really neat story and um, we moved to Mobile mm-hmm. and that's where we started our family and my career. Yeah. Um, I started uh, right after college with a little bit experience. So in between moving from DC to Mobile, I worked on Capitol Hill for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, started off as a paid intern in the mailroom, room uh, and worked my way up to a legislative assistant where I was working in supporting um, various committees, uh, which was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, left to, to go to Alabama and uh, started a 15 year career with Enterprise Run a Car. Right. And um, that journey kind of over time led me to, to becoming a Chick-fil-A owner-operator.
0: That's fascinating. Yeah. And so I've known you now since 2014 yes. so when you had your ribbon cutting Our grand here opening. In, in Westboro. Yeah. But never knew that you were in this, you know, arena with legislate as a legislative aide, and that you yeah. studied politics. So this is really that's awesome. Yeah, it and I love the different uh, twists and turns that your um, that your uh, journey has taken yeah. you, and then inevitably leading to the to the ownership of Chick Fil A. Yeah, my um, my
1: career is really focused on really taking advantage of unexpected opportunities. Yes. and uh, Truett Cathy, our founder of Chick Fil A. I a, wrote a lot about unexpected opportunities and mm-hmm. on capitalizing them. And kind of looking back in retrospect at the last five years and my last 25 years mm-hmm. in life and business, um, really my story shows a lot about not really knowing where I was going with a path, but taking advantages of opportunities that, that those jobs and experiences kind of led me to. Mm-hmm. So it was really unique in that sense.
0: Yeah, it's a really great life lesson because sometimes people think they have to know exactly every, every, where they're going to go, minute. what they're going to do, how they're going to carve their path. Sure. But those unexpected opportunities are like little lights that lead to wonderful things. Bigger things. At the end of the day. So it's really, really great. So let's talk about the decision. Yes. To, um, out of all of the franchises in yeah. the entire world that right. you could have made a decision to yeah. own and operate. You made the decision to bring um, Chick Fil A to Central Massachusetts, a um, where there weren't a lot of them. I think how many were there at the time? At the time time when we opened
1: our franchise in September 2014, there was one in Chicopee, Mass. That's
0: right, in the western part of the state. In the western part
1: of the state, and they had opened six to eight months prior to our location. Now, Chick-fil-A had a presence in New England at Mm -hmm. the Burlington Mall and the North Shore Mall. They had been there for over nine years. At that time, over six years or five years, um, but no freestander. So we were the first freestander in Central Mass, the second in New England.
0: Which is amazing because you think a lot of people will make decisions based on how, how, how the organization is doing in different parts of the state. Yeah. Um, or even New England as a whole. And Yeah, we, um, we didn't have... So you're breaking new ground, We were breaking really. new ground. Breaking new um, ground with a brand new brand to the Northeast. Yes.
1: So growing up in New England, growing up in Vermont specifically, never even heard of Chick-fil-A. Never even heard of Chick-fil-A at college. Um, moved to D.C., didn't go to Chick Fil A, moved to Alabama. Didn't go to Chick Fil A. It wasn't until I moved to Jacksonville, Florida, with Enterprise through a mm-hmm. promotion, that I really started knowing quickly about Chick Fil A. So, as a, la- a patron, as a patron, <laughs> so, yes. So you so, fell
0: in love with the brand based uh, on consumer. As the a guest, yeah. Yes. So
1: my story is, the latter part of my career with Enterprise, I was a regional vice president overseeing mm-hmm. 40 locations in South Georgia and North Florida. So I would go visit stores with my district manager. We would go visit a manager, look at their store, talk about their store, and then kind of get out of the store to do more life and Mm -hmm. and talk about the business and talk about them. And we would always gravitate to a Chick-fil-A. So whether I was in Waycross, Georgia, Kingsland, Ocala, Florida, Lake City, Florida, Jacksonville, we would always go to a Chick-fil-A. And it was then by visiting, I would always see extremely busy parking lots. The Mm -hmm. restaurants were full, Um, they were always clean, they had great customer service, and the food was always consistently good. One thing I did notice, the staff, the staff was so young and how do they do this? How do they duplicate this? And a little history about enterprise is all of the enterprise managers have bachelor's degrees and and quite a few have MBAs and extended degrees. So I'm like, how can we duplicate this at enterprise Mm -hmm. by learning from Chick-fil-A? So fast forward a little bit. Uh, We were doing this pretty consistently, learning from Chick-fil-A, having meetings at Chick-fil-A, kind of scoping things out, uh, watching the brand. I started reading every book I could. Um, My Amazon account, my wife would attest that (laughs) any book by Truett Cathy, by Dan Cathy, by Mark Miller, um, Jimmy Collins, I would start reading and start studying Mm. about Chick-fil-A. And really the defining, two defining things led me to Chick-fil-A. The first was in 2008, we had the recession, mm-hmm. the largest recession since the Great Depression, and our business was struck. So Enterprise is a family-owned business, it's still privately held, and up until that point, there was never a layoff. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a very sad time, when the first time we had we eliminated a lot of positions. So fortunately, we were still there with Enterprise, but my job responsibilities went from really busy to no, bu- re- like no life right, busy. Right, right, So my wife, Katie, uh, who keeps me kind of pointing north, um, came to me and said, we need to make a decision. Um, you know, money's important. Mm-hmm. Um, the position's great. The company's great. But you're missing a lot of things, and we want you back. So mm-hmm. I started at that point really thinking about how can I get in business for myself mm-hmm. but not be by myself. Right. Um, you know, Having the experience that I had with Enterprise over 15 years set me up for success with Chick fil A. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish looking back at my career, I could have joined Chick fil A earlier, Mm -hmm. but without Enterprise, I wouldn't have been prepared for Chick fil A. Absolutely, that's right. So Mm -hmm. I started meeting operators uh, at local Chick fil A's. Um, There's one particular operator, Jack Brown in Jacksonville, Florida. If you have a chance, go visit Jack. Um, Great operator. He, being an operator in his store. So kind of the uniqueness of, of Chick-fil-A is you're an owner-operator. So my team knows, my guests know that I'm in the restaurant six days a week. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about that piece. I love working with my team. I love serving with my serving my guests. And that's what Truett, our founder's philosophy, really was, mm-hmm. is we want the ownership where you have the ownership to grow your business and create that legacy over time but you're also involved in operations. So let's
0: talk a little bit yeah. about that because it's very unique. It is. Um, for a lot of franchise franchises, franchisees, sure. there's an investment that's made in a franchise. So Correct. you're going to go and buy this brand name franchise and you're going to hire people to manage it to operate it to run it and yes. you're sort of in the distance almost like uh, for lack of a better phrase you're almost an absentee owner or an investor and you've got people working in it and you're looking at the profits and the yes. numbers etc. Yes. But with Chick-fil-A the model is incredibly different. It is. Because you're in the business yes. you're working in it and so you truly do need to love it you do um, you have to be passionate about it's not about just it. an investment it's yes. not oh i'm just gonna invest make an investment and buy a franchise that's right um yeah so that you're buying yourself a business you is are what you're doing you're
1: buying a business and it's up to you to grow that business mm-hmm. um and the growth you know we focus on we call them five critical success factors we focus on the people number one uh, we care a lot about our team mm-hmm. and our community and we really put a big focus on that. Um, how do we give back? We work a lot with the high schools. Yeah. We, we volunteer. Uh, we work with United Way. Uh, we work with a lot of organizations. Uh, we offer scholarships. Um, we offer, you know, the uniqueness of. You know, working uh, with a 14-year-old with an operator that has life experience, work experience, we right. can mentor them.
0: Well, and and I really want to put an emphasis on this because um, we actually had the CEO of United Way oh, in good. the studio. Yeah. Um, and you know, you have, and and I don't know if other. Chick-fil-A franchise owners, operators um, have this level of commitment at the level that you do. But what I have noticed in the years that you have owned um, your, your restaurant is the incredible amount of time that you give back to the community and the generosity that you give back to the community from providing free food to the schools, to various organizations. Um, Certainly, you have supported um, numerous endeavors um, over the past um, six years. Um, But, you know, even going to the next level by entrenching yourself into the fabric of the community with the school system, Uh, even the mentoring that you mentioned, making sure that if you're hiring, you're literally giving them career tips, you're working with them hand in hand, serving as a wonderful role model for them. Um, That is huge. It it, is a game changer. And it's unique. And
1: I have the the opportunity and the pleasure of working as of right now with 14 other operators. Mm -hmm. Uh, We collaborate almost daily, weekly, uh, definitely monthly. We get together once a month, and I'm very proud to say that I know each of those independent Mm owner-operators very well, and we support each other um, very well uh, with people, with staffing, with bread, whatever it takes to make sure that brand is protected. And I feel very confidently that we are invested in our community and our team, but it makes me feel really good that my neighbors, Mm -hmm. whether it's Chris in Worcester or Anne Marie in Hyannis or Mark in Framingham. We're all in the business together, and we understand the significance of working together and not seeing each other as competition. Mm -hmm. Because we do have kind of a unique brand. We are in the quick service market, but all of our food is fresh. We hand filet and hand bread all of our chicken. We cut our own strawberries and make our own lettuce. We get fresh produce in every day. Uh, Chick-fil-A is the largest purchaser of lemons in the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, so We're squeezing our own lemon juice. So there is a lot of care and love that goes into our product. Right. Um, But I do, appreciate being in business with other operators that feel the same way.
0: Right, it's Um, like a core value. It is. And you're all in alignment with this core value. So you can bring each other together and help support one another for initiatives. It's
1: amazing, we've Mm -hmm. had operators go through challenging times uh, with with relatives, with children, and uh, we're right there for each other, Mm -hmm. whether it's supporting and go covering the store so you can attend a funeral or be with your loved ones. Mm Uh, without hesitation, we're there for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really unique uh, because in the business world, things are competitive and re- you, results are important. Mm-hmm. Right. But how you get the results is, is more important. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, ironically, uh, we just, the timing is good because once a year we get together, the Kathy family, who is mm-hmm. the, you know, the, uh, the, the founders of Chick-fil-A, yep. they bring in every operator and their spouses and collectively we get us together once a year and they just announced our new vision for the company, and it's to be the world's most caring company. Uh, that gives me a lot of pride yes. to work for a company that mm-hmm. wants to be the world's most caring company. Mm-hmm. So it gives us purpose, so yes, we definitely. really make a, make a focus of when we come into our restaurants, that what is our purpose today, and it's mm-hmm. to be a caring. And um, how can we care in a quick service restaurant? Mm-hmm. It's opening doors, it's walking a guest out to their car with an umbrella, right. it's helping somebody um, that may be in a wheelchair, open the doors and take them to their car, um, offering a refresh, offering freshly ground pepper on their salads. Mm-hmm. So doing the little things really makes you feel great. Yes. And it almost, uh, not to be cliche, but it feels much better to give than to receive.
0: Yes, and it differentiates and, the and company And it, and it very really much separates so. us. And yes.
1: the growth that we're seeing right now, I believe is a lot of that collaboration mm-hmm. and our brand growing together. And I I really feel confidently that every operator north, south, west, east of me Mm -hmm. is giving, for the most part, that same experience. That's really, really that's really,
0: really important. It's really good. But one of the things that um, that you said that was it's incredibly unique is when you have your own business, whether it's a franchise or not a franchise, um, you it's a very lonely position. So you deal with all the um, the stress, (coughs) um, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Yeah, but. The, just the description of having this collaboration of these other owners in New England. It's almost on par with a CEO club or a Vistage group it or is. what you know, many people or not many people but some people may choose to yeah. belong to, to have that nuclear group where it's confidential you can share yes. what's going on in your <clears throat> company, if you need some assistance, advice, yeah. um, learning from other people's failures, um, uh, successes. So it sounds as if not only do you have the support of the corporate um, office yes. and, the, you know, the greatness of having that vision and the importance of that messaging yeah. um, and all of the wonderful modeling that the company has to make a really good solid business. But then you have this extra dimension of this group of um, CEO owners 100%. who can speak together, who can trust one another, collaborate. Yeah. And have that almost, you know, the vestige of the um, or the uh, the CEO group.
1: Yeah. Um, and and uh, it's that very is very valuable. It's, it's, it's extremely valuable. You know, this morning at six o'clock, I was on the phone with another operator helping him walk through um, some tech technical issues he's having mm-hmm. in his restaurant. Last night at eight o'clock, I was talking to a rest, another operator about collaborating on opportunities in the market. Um, Last week I was visiting two stores, the Worcester location and one in Methuen, to try to learn from those operators. Mm -hmm. So we're all uniquely gifted and um, I'm well aware what my opportunities are and my strengths and um, I really try to strategically put myself in a position to learn from others. So and that's you're really
0: leveraging each other's strengths to help one another.
1: Yeah, we we had we hosted this morning at eight o'clock uh, at my restaurant in Westboro, uh, high level general managers, director of operations from our Boston market, mm-hmm. and they meet once a month at different locations. And one of the questions they asked me is, you know, how, how do you continue to keep that pace? And as, as I tell my team, my high performance leadership team is, you have to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's probably been one of my biggest opportunities because I am passionate about serving others. That's my real passion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which sometimes you can forget about yourself. Yes. And mm-hmm. if you lose that energy and that passion and people rely upon you, you're not as effective. Exactly. So before you can leave teams, before you can leave organizations, you have to be able to lead yourself. And what does that look like? So is it going to the gym? Mm-hmm. Is it that you know reading? Is it podcasting on the way to, to work? Mm-hmm. Is it... You know, joining a, a leadership coaching class—is it meeting with other CEOs? Mm-hmm. How are you pouring back into yourself? Because at some point, if we're going to continue with the growth that we want, um, your capacity has to keep up with it.
0: Absolutely.
1: So that's something when I self-reflect and try to get better and lead my teams through various stages. Because mm-hmm. where we were in 2014 is completely different than we are six years later. That's right. You know, our business has doubled. We went from one location to two locations. We added a food truck. Um, what's the future look like? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be ready for that change uh, and continuously reinvent. Uh, we, we use in our trainings uh, a model called the Serve model and the R, it's an acronym, and the mm-hmm. R stands for Reinventing Continuously. So as a leader, you, you you have to stay up with the times. That's right. You know some of the students that we're hiring at 14, 15, 16 years old are so much better with social media than I will ever be. So mm-hmm. how are we leveraging their strengths to help our business, help them, and help our business grow? Mm-hmm. So it's really keeping up with the times, but uh, you can't forget about yourself.
0: No. And so what do you do to help yourself stay rejuvenated? Yeah. Because You are a bundle of positive energy. Um, you know, whenever well, I've seen you, you've got yeah. great positive forward-thinking energy, you keep your energy level up, at least publicly. Yes. So what do you do to nurture yourself? You've got a family, you've got children, um, you're running this business, you've got um, you know how many employees? Over a hundred employees? Yeah, we're
1: close to 150 employees now. 150
0: employees, so how do you, what do you do for yourself?
1: Yeah, so I I have a great spouse, Katie. I have
0: to meet her because she she, just sounds like a wonderful person.
1: she's she's really the th- I had mentioned earlier she keeps me it's you're so uh, lucky directed yes uh, grounded I guess is the word yes. I'm looking for she keeps <laughs> me grounded right um, you know my childhood upbringing were you know I had mentioned I was the first to go to college so I'm mm-hmm. used to getting you know dirty and working and working right. hard and you know, I've learned over the years that you can work smarter, not harder. Yes. And uh, Katie really keeps me focused on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be one thing. So is having Katie a is the number spouse. one pillar. Yeah, supportive, she um, yeah, I have one. moved her, you know, from DC to Alabama to almost Texas to to Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, she has supported our family and, and has always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think back of the craziness and the times that we've gone through, and the transitions right. and recessions and economy and She's always been there, so she has been the constant. It's wonderful. Um, The next is my team. I Mm -hmm. have what I call a high-performance leadership team, and they fill in all of my blind spots. Um, They know that my passion is more of the vision. Mm -hmm. So our vision in our two restaurants is to be a market of excellence unified by care. Mm -hmm. So how do we get the results that we want? By taking great care of our team. It's not always easy, right? Right. Um, I know I've worked for leaders where you get results, but it's fear-oriented, mm-hmm. but I've also worked with leaders where you're everybody's friends and you don't get the results.
0: Absolutely. So where's
1: that balance? Mm-hmm. So how can we be a market of excellence unified by care? So my team, my wife, have really helped me stay grounded. So uh, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer leads my sales and brand growth division. Mm-hmm. She has a broadcast journalism degree from Arizona State. Brilliant when it comes to that piece of the business. So now she leads that piece of the business for us She also is leveraging her strength of care Mm -hmm. and strategy and working with my wife whose strength is care Mm -hmm. And we've created a care committee. So Katie and Jen are working a year in advance on specific events for our team So right now we're planning a quarterly event. Our first quarterly event, we're going to get our team out to the park when the weather gets nice. Mm -hmm. We're going to love on them, uh, take care of them, recognize them, feed them, and have a good time and have some fellowship. Uh, They're planning the holiday parties. We're recognizing people for their birthdays, for their anniversaries. So we know the importance of taking good care of our team and how it has a direct relationship on results. So that's how I'm leveraging my team. My team also keeps me in check, and they know that I'm – I'm addicted to my work. Yeah. So Jen, again, has, has made it publicly uh, public that she is going to make sure that this year, 2020, I take two weeks of vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've already done that. So Good. I've That's taken wonderful. more time for myself and my family than mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have in five years. That's really great. So yeah. I was really bad about that. And looking at coaching my team up about taking care of yourself... I had to look in the mirror and say, I'm not good at this.
0: Absolutely.
1: And and it's hard for me to keep my energy and my passion if I'm not preaching or doing what I'm preaching. So I've been really intentional, trying to get back in the gym, um, spending more time with my family. Tonight, we're going to the St. John's High School in Springfield basketball game at 730. Great. So that means the world to my 14-year-old. Last week, I took my daughter to go visit UVM and St. Michael's College, that Mm -hmm. meant the world to her, it meant Mm -hmm. the world to me, where in the past, I would never do that. Mm -hmm. It was work, work, work. So getting my priorities back in line actually has made my business better. Absolutely. 2019, if you look at the growth of my business um, over the last five years, we actually had our best year in 2019. And it wasn't because of me. It was because I restructured my business and my organization And I leveraged the power of my team. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're already starting 2020 better off than 2019. So how can we keep up with the times? I had to realize that I was kind of getting in the way of my team and had to be a better leader. And by doing that, I had to take care of myself. That's So more time with my wife. We we went to the Super Bowl together. We went on a cruise. Just refreshing. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get so caught up with work. As so many of us do, right. um, it becomes priority, and it, it, things can spiral.
0: That's right.
1: So my my, you asked me what I've done is reconnect with my spouse, reconnect with my children, and then I've invested in learning for myself. Um, I'm a big John Maxwell fan, mm-hmm. so specifically um, reaching out to John Maxwell as a business coach yeah. on how he can give me more direction. You had mentioned having a CEO network right here with other operators. My goal is every, two, every month to meet with two new operators so I can learn from them. Mm-hmm. I've already done that, so I've checked that off my list for this month. I'm still a list checker, so <laughs> um, I've met with operators. I'm meeting with operators. I meet once a month as a group with operators. I'm planning right now an excellence tour where I'm working with an operator, multi-unit operator in California, and I'm gonna go visit him to learn from them. What, what were your opportunities? Where are you today? What are you seeing in the future? So really pouring back into myself, so I can have um, more time to think about the business than be in the business. And that's a big message I try to teach my key leaders, my higher performance leaders, is it's so easy to get caught up in making a waffle fry or filleting chicken, mm-hmm. which is really important. But as we are running you know, 80 team stores, 160 team members, how are you staying on point with what's most important?
0: Absolutely. And you can't
1: yeah. do any, you can't lead the teams or an organization if you're not taking care of yourself.
0: That's right.
1: So those, those are some of the things that those I'm doing all great. today.
0: All very, very good. So what is, what do you feel is the greatest challenge that you have? Is it, um, is it keeping talent? Is it... Um, Uh, dealing with the changes and just the whole you know business environment if you had to pick one one challenge that yeah
1: the one thing that keeps me up at night is people Mm -hmm. Um, you know I I look at chick-fil-a I look at the growth um, I see the challenges that we're faced with every day in the market uh, with competition uh, with pricing with transportation Mm -hmm. there's a lot of factors that I cannot control but we've gotta continue to make people our number one focus. Mm -hmm. And that goes right in line with our our vision of being a market of excellence unified by care. How do you do that? How do you get the results you want Mm -hmm. with things impacting you that you can't control without making decisions that could long-term diminish your brand and your your organization? Mm -hmm. So I would say people. um, Mm -hmm. As we grow, how are we gonna continue to attract people? Um, How are we competitive? You know, from twenty fourteen to now, yeah. we've now looking. We're we're now doing four hundred and one k, which is a great benefit mm-hmm. in our industry. We now do vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now looking at profit sharing. These are healthcare. These mm-hmm. are all things in our industry that never really happened. Exactly. That we're doing, mm-hmm. and it's really exciting that we're we're not only keeping up, but we're kind of getting ahead of where our market is. Um, knowing that people are everything. Um, you know, some of our competitors are, are leaning more towards automation right. um, in kiosks. Uh, we're really staying firm to the people piece, mm-hmm. um, more of the interaction than the transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really lines up with the Chick-fil-A values of taking care of people. Um, but thats that's been the most challenging piece when we right. moved here from Florida mm-hmm. to Westboro, trying to open a store with 100 people in a low awareness market. Mm-hmm when there's, um, no one really knows what Chick-fil-A is all about. Right. So, so that's, that's been real the most big challenging So educational
0: thing. process to do and, um, you, but it's really remarkable to me to see how many people that you employ in the community, the jobs that you provide to students, and what I really would love to do is just leave our audience with, with a couple of key things about your give back to the community, including the jobs that you provide. Sure. Um, so, Um, you provide jobs to high school students, college students, do you want to just give us an overview of that and then also if you could let us know what things you're going to be involved with from a community aspect between now and anything that you know of for 2020, just so that we can make sure everyone is aware of the great things that you have on the horizon. Yes,
1: so so one thing I've learned is you have to be careful not trying to do too much Mm -hmm. because you're only operating at fifty percent versus a hundred percent, so that's one thing I'm trying to be more strategic mm-hmm. this year and I've also aligned myself with Jen and my wife Katie who are going to help me get even more involved strategically in the community right. with schools. Uh, some of the things I do with schools currently is work with Interact, mm-hmm. so um, the, the Rotary Club has a um, a division called Interact, where you work directly with high school students that are interested in business and community. Mm -hmm. So I partner with Westboro High School and have been a contact and the lead person for the Interact uh, development. Mm -hmm. Um, Northboro High School, I live in Northboro, Mm -hmm. so um, I have two kids at Algonquin. Mm -hmm. I work directly with um, uh, Miss Riley, who leads the DECA program. Mm -hmm. So I'm a judge for DECA at the state level. And I also work directly with several students at um, Algonquin, where We've recently helped them create a restaurant next to their cafeteria mm-hmm. and acted as a consultant. Hey, this is what you need for permitting, working with the health department, taxes. You know, what does that look like? What does it look like to set up a budget, mm-hmm. a PL? and l And I think we're about a month and a half in where they're selling food and making a profit to students. So they're learning everything from food preparation to distribution. How do we get the food? How do we keep it safe? How do we market it? How do we do give great customer service, Mm -hmm. how do we make money? So working with DECA, uh, working with Interact, are two direct connections. Uh, We work with other high schools in the area with co-op programs. Mm -hmm. So we are a co-op approved location where um, students, and I I just met Mike, who's one of (laughs) our fans. (laughs) I didn't realize Mike worked here, but Mike (laughs) has been a guest of ours for over four years. He goes to Asabat, and he's doing an internship here. So we work with um, Asabat, we work with Worcester Tech, um, Black, um, uh, Blackshear, Black, Blackstone, Blackstone Valley. Valley. Tech. Uh, we're we're going to be start hopefully getting a relationship with them.
0: Excellent.
1: But we work a lot with Assabat mm-hmm. and with Worcester Tech and we, we can offer you know, hospitality. We can offer kitchen experience, um, front of the house experience, back of the house experience, leadership experience. So working a lot with the schools. Uh, we work with United Way. Um, mm-hmm. For the last several years, we've had a great relationship with supporting United Way. Uh, we met with United Way again last week in finding out how we can get our teams. We've identified that for us to be the most successful, our team has to do community together. That's right. So Jen just met with United, uh, our local United Way contact last week, and we're now looking for a way where we can donate uh, our time or volunteer our time to work with food pantries. So that's the next step strategy that we want to do this year, is how do we get our team more involved? I'm involved, but we're going to be better and we're going to reach our vision of being a market of excellence if we can get the team to understand the importance of giving back to our community.
0: That's so, just so, so great. those yeah. are some of
1: the things that we're wow. doing this year. Um, you know, we work with Junior Achievement. Yep. Uh, last year, we were able to provide uh, a, a rather large foundation grant through Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. Foundation, uh, a grant to Junior Achievement, um, working with, with students uh, and that are interested in business. Um, the year before, we provided another large grant to a local Um, organization working with people transitioning from um, detention centers back Mm -hmm. into the community. Um, So those are some things that we've done and will continue to do. Uh, And we understand the significance of being in our community. Um, The nice part about the model of Chick-fil-A is when you look at all the Chick-fil-A's across the country, they're all owned and operated by men and women that give back and understand the importance of giving back to their community. So that's what I think really makes Chick-fil-A special is it's not just me, it's not unique to me, it's thousands of us doing it at the same time. Absolutely. And that's what's really protected our brand.
0: That is great. Well, I thank you so very much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. All of those things sound wonderful, and we appreciate the time that you you took to join us on the show to tell us and and all of the great things that you're doing um, and the growth that you've had. And I hope to invite you back on the show. Well, we're um, we're certainly trying to follow your lead. (laughs) Thank you Um, for everything. You
1: are doing amazing stuff in the community, and uh, we share that with our team as well as as an example of of the right things to do. And you're always ahead, so great job to you and your team. And what you do to the community or for the community as well. So thank thank you.
0: Thank you. It's wonderful to partner with you. Thank you so very much. It's our pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks.